This is Kay Rashad, and you are listening to the Artsob Podcast. This is the podcast where I interview people I love about whatever the hell I want. In this podcast, I'm determined to get to the bottom of some things like, what's it like to be an escort? Will my partner Finn love me forever? And do white people wash their legs? Let's start the show. Today I am talking to Dre. Hi, Dre. Hi. It's so good to have you on the show um, and to talk to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah. Are you it's, in it's your been... new, new apartment? Yes. Oh, it's like wild. This is the first time where I've moved somewhere and like the change has felt like overwhelmingly good and this feels like my space like completely mine and I've claimed it and I feel I feel grounded here that's really good that's nice are you a neat freak or no yes I am (laughs) (laughs) that's my Virgo moon is like everything has a home So what? Except my mail. <laughs> what's your big? What's your big three? Um. So I am a Taurus Sun. Okay. A Virgo Moon and a Scorpio Rising. Oh! Oh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I always like that's my response to anyone that says they're Scorpio. Anything is oh. oh. Scorpio. Yeah. Scorpios are like tricky little devils. They're like I always am a little wary of Scorpios because they can be they can be really spicy. Um, you never know what you're gonna get with those Scorpios. Comes in many forms. Many forms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like sexually charged they are like like emotionally charged they can be like they can be uh vindictive little guys sometimes on like in the good way like it's always nice to have a Scorpio friend if like somebody breaks up with you because they will totally go after that person that breaks up with you if you want them to like usually you're like having to hold that person back like don't no don't go don't go put them on blast don't do it it's so but it's good to have one in case you do want them to put them on blast (laughs) Scorpios are always funny little people to have around um so uh what are your pronouns and identifiers so So my pronouns are they them in Spanish um l and then like with gendered words ending in o for me um and I am Chicano, mm-hmm. a mixed race. Um, I am queer mm-hmm. and also genderqueer, non-binary. Both of those words feel comfy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and trans, too. I think more often than not, I'll default to trans um, more than, like, the very specific <laughs> identifiers. Just like, yep, that's this. <laughs> right. Um are you bilingual? I am not fluent, so uh, English. Okay. Get at that. <laughs> okay. But um, 
yeah that's like a really interesting thing i forget like the percentage but like you know like immigrant families from spanish-speaking countries that like the majority of folks lose their um lose like being able to speak spanish or be bilingual by like x amount of generations but i think it's like like three or four four or five something right there and um it just happened that like experiencing so much discrimination and prejudice and just mm-hmm. hatred um i think cut that really short for me because like my dad is from mexico mm-hmm. and so then i would be um you know the first generation born here um and I didn't get, I didn't, they didn't pass that to me. And like, a lot of that was like, oh, we don't know if they're going to suffer <laughs> in the education system, and if they're going to suffer in the workplace, and if they're going to suffer just in like everyday American society for having an accent or speaking Spanish as like their first language. So I, part of it was a choice, and, and part of it was just like a lot of other factors. But I mean, it is something too that like I, like grieve over because um i think after after me all the other cousins uh, were taught spanish first so right yeah but did you take yeah. it in school or anything oh yeah but yeah, yeah. trash <laughs> right right um like i took spanish in college but um so I, I knew it a little bit, but um, it's such a wonderful language. Um, mm-hmm. It's a shame that you, you know, didn't grow up speaking it, um, but I completely understand right. why as well. Um, this is the, the first year, though, that I've, like, taken lessons. So I'm, like, trying uh, oh, to, good for you. to teach myself as an adult and I have, like, control over that now, right? Like, that's yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Good for you. Yeah. Um, so Dre, what you drinking? I'm drinking a latte, an ice latte that I made for myself. Oh, good. Um, and I also have a big glass of water. Okay, so you are okay. You're a coffee head, you're obsessed with coffee. <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> um, do you have an espresso machine at home? I I don't have a machine. I would love one, they are just so expensive. Okay. Um, Oh, so how but did I do you have the latte? You got you have a milk frother or something? Um, so the ice is super easy. I need to froth or do any of that stuff. Um, but I have a little uh, stove top espresso thing. It's like a some people say mocha pot, some people say mocha pot, but yeah, it's just like a little. It uses pressure. I mean, maybe you're familiar, but it uses pressure to to make espresso on your stove top. Oh, but how do you steam the milk? Um, so if I am making a hot, um, like latte, I'll warm the milk and then I have this like handheld like stir thing. It's like rapid stirs. Yeah, yeah. Um, stuff and it's so it froths like that, so it doesn't actually steam. So I can't like make like, a true gotcha like foam, but I can get. Pretty, pretty close, close so. right yeah okay um so your love for coffee you have an absolute love for coffee but you haven't been to seattle yet which is like um by the way shameful yeah um, <laughs> it is honestly. you you need to come out here and get to the coffee capital um <laughs> what do you have like do you 
know a lot about coffee or you just love you just love to drink coffee I know some things about coffee um I definitely am not by any means an expert or somebody who's like picked up a book and been like this is incredibly interesting let me know everything so you're not about picky it. you're not like single origin it needs to be you know <laughs> this that or are you are you picky about coffee Yes and no. Like, okay. I feel like I, I feel like there needs to be a good balance. <laughs> like, I truly love, like, a really shitty, um, like, diner cup like a, of coffee. Like a cup of joe. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I also can, re- can appreciate, like, the craft coffee, you know, experience. Single origin of, pour over. Right. Clover, right. clover Wa- coffee or whatever the hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. Washed or unwashed and right. all that kind of stuff. So. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so you're drinking coffee now, but let's talk booze. When you go out to drink or, you know, you're making a cocktail, what, what do you usually drink? So right now I look definitely on this kick for like a, a gin and tonic right. kick at the moment. Right. Um, I am just obsessed, obsessed with like, I just, the juniper, that those the, the depth of that I don't know I don't know how to talk about uh, liquor I think it tastes good <laughs> <laughs> there's this place here called Needle and Thread and it's a mm-hmm. it's a speakeasy you have to like call up and they tell you if they have room for you or not and wow. then you go up there and you sit there for like you end up sitting there for hours because they just they you tell them what you like and they like make you craft cocktails <gasps> and they like make them based on what you like and it's like all these different cocktails and they'll you end up like I said sitting there for hours and hours because they just keep on making you all these different cocktails based on wow. what you like and then it's what? like did you like that and it's like yeah I liked that and they're but maybe try something with a little bit more of this and they're like okay well how about this and then they make a different one for you and it just keeps going and going and going and by the time you're like completely drunk but you're dr- you've been <laughs> but you're drunk on the best goddamn cocktails you've ever had in your life it's like amazing wow. it's an amazing experience yeah it's really really cool um and I I had there the um like a hundred year old chartreuse and like the oldest goddamn gin that probably ever lived and like the the labels were like peeling off of it because it was so old and stuff and it it's amazing they let you like taste it it's so fun i love gin i love like strong juniper Uh gin too like super botanical gin it's got to be like strong um so can you tell us you said you are comfy in trans the label trans you're comfy in non-binary and you're and you're comfy (laughs) in um and you're comfy in genderqueer so you're you're comfy in all of them um (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about um your coming out story and um how that that process for you and then um, how your family reacted to it? Yeah, yeah. So coming out is such a complicated thing. And like... And I hate that term, was, right? Because I, yeah. Because <laughs> you're not like, coming out of... What are you coming out of? You're, you know, I guess that it's coming out of the 
proverbial closet, but <laughs> but it's uh, and I think you know I I've told you my coming out story. My coming out story was I told my mom that I liked girls, and then we just never talked about it again until <laughs> until my wedding day when she said, "I always thought you'd marry a woman." <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, sorry to disappoint you. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, shrugged her shoulders and went downstairs and got a cocktail. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty uh, (laughs) anticlimactic. I mean, luckily, I met my queer mom when I was 15 and I could have all of the weird queer, like not weird, but I mean, when I say weird, I mean awkward (laughs) queer experiences that I needed to have without the watchful eye of my bio mom. Um, You know, like having a crush on a trans boy and him not loving me and back and stuff like that. But um, so... I, I had a very anticlimactic tra- story, so I, I like to hear other people's stories. <laughs> Hopefully they're more interesting than mine. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess it's a, it's, a, it's a long, complicated one. Um, I mean, I came out as a lesbian, I guess I was in in high school it's in either sophomore or junior year of high school um you came out to your family or or your friends oh oh to to friends first for sure just to like test the waters did some testing um and then to to family which let me just give a shout out to my mom because she (laughs) um i she's the best i was just like okay so this is it and she like I told her about it and then I didn't have to tell anyone else in the family it was just like okay let me not do this later mom's gonna do it for me which is like helpful for me and like she knew that that's like what I needed not that like if she felt it was like her duty or like did it without um regard for you know what I would have wanted right she like did it so that I wouldn't have to like be in that uncomfortable situation like over and over and over and over again so that's really nice of her um (laughs) so you came out to friends first and what what did they have any feeling about it or were they like okay cool or were they like we always knew (laughs) that's that's always kind of the worst when people go oh we we knew We knew, sweetheart. I mean, everyone definitely already knew or whatever because, like, we code queer people, like, a certain way. And, like, it just happened to fit, like, that stereotype in appearance and demeanor or or whatever that means. Um, But, uh, yeah, friends, it was, like, a non-issue. I had some really good friends (laughs) in Mm -hmm. high school. Um, Right. and, And for family, too, was also, like... A non-issue. A non-issue. Perfect. I'm, like, very blessed and privileged in, in, in that experience of just having people who love me and saw me and were just like, yeah, 
that's fine. <laughs> Especially being in a family of color, because we definitely um, have it hard. Families of color, you know, stereotypically are not very good with queer issues. Um, um, it's not it's not easy to be in black and brown families and come out as queer. Um, so that's really great. Yeah, yeah. I it's just unbelievable the kind of support, you know. And like my my dad gets, you know, livid when he hears about any parents that are disowning or disrespecting or um not just fully loving their uh queer and trans kids. He just gets so mad. He's like, How could you ever mm-hmm. how could you ever do that? to your kids like how could you ever do that to your family so yeah I'm so so blessed with the parents that I have and the family that I have and the friends that I have too it's like that staples button for you you're like that was easy literally (laughs) (laughs) super super anxiety inducing all the way up until saying the words but um then incredibly easy (laughs) okay so then let me ask you this what happened when you got top surgery was it still easy for them because i know that it sometimes is easy and then it becomes real for parents when a defining moment happens you know it's like yeah it's easy when you say i'm a lesbian and then you get married to a woman and then and then it's not easy anymore all of a sudden it's Mm -hmm. like oh shit this is real you're you're really a lesbian we 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 always we 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 knew you were a lesbian but we but now you're marrying a woman and now we know you're really a lesbian we always kind of thought in the back of our mind that you weren't actually a lesbian that it was a phase or something you know so you got top surgery when did you get top surgery oh gosh um (laughs) january 3rd of 20 18. Oh, you didn't have to give me the exact <laughs> date, but <laughs> you're so funny. I had to like think, I, that was the only way I was going to be able to remember, I think, the exact, like the how many years ago. You're um, so like, funny. Really terrible at time. I've had many concussions. Okay. Um, me too, actually. We have a lot in common. Okay. So 20, so 2018. So, um, two years, two years ago. So you, so when you got top surgery was were they still just as supportive as ever or did it become even more real for them or were they just like yeah like still just as supportive as as they have always been yeah well i think you know i my my coming out or whatever um is definitely in different acts of my life right Mm -hmm. like the coming out as a lesbian in high school and like that word absolutely does not even define me anymore um and then like in in college um you know just kind of like shifting the language to queer um and then I've truly had to come to terms with my trans identity um and that took a really long time and a lot of like this is who I am just kidding it's not who I am and coming out to people and then you know, telling them that I wasn't ready or um, kind of just like this this weird ebb and flow of like trying to figure things out 
and it getting too hard and then taking a step back and, um, you know, really trying to, uh, you know, tell myself like, this isn't who I am because it was, I didn't want to have to deal with it or think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really just got to like a breaking point where it's just like, I cannot keep trying to lie to myself that I'm a cis woman. It's just like not true. (laughs) And like, I'm playing this character. I'm not being myself. Mm -hmm. And it, it was truly like killing me. Um, so I had, I did have to get to a point where it's just like, I need to tell my family, I need to tell my friends, I need to be who I am in as many spaces that I can be who I am. Um, and, you know, telling them was a process. Um, and, you know, it was just like, I think I, oh gosh, I watched that horrible documentary, uh, Gender Revolution with my mom like a way to like open up the discussion um oh i've never seen it oh it's so bad it's so so bad katie couric won like awards for it It it's terrible it's terrible it's like a it's like definitely like i guess okay for like one-on-one audiences but there's like so many points throughout it that are just like very cringy and i think at this point too if you watched it there's so much of the language is just like incorrect and outdated now um (laughs) So at this point, it probably seems even worse. Um, but I, I, at that point, I didn't have any anything else to like offer, and I wasn't gonna, you know, I, I felt like it was a good way to like open that door um, and like start the conversation. So I watched that with my mom, um, and I was like, "So, what do you think about all this?" And she's like, "Oh, this makes like a lot more." sense to me and like gives a little more context and she's like I'm just wondering now like where you fit in all of this so like she had like a sense that like I wanted to have this conversation Mm -hmm. um and yeah that was the start of it and I was like I don't really know what my journey in this is going to look like yet and then I'm just trying to like first vocalize (laughs) this is like who I am but um and you know it's like I'd really like to just start going exclusively by this name and then pronouns have been an evolving journey between me and my family and people are definitely starting to get better about it as things go on and um as they have more time to practice with them right like most of the people in my life don't have a lot of other trans people in their life right I can't Um, just uh, just to chime in I literally cannot imagine you with another name yeah (laughs) like I yeah yeah yeah, I'm sure you have a dead name but I can't imagine you with another name (laughs) like you just (laughs) you just look like Dre like that's oh. so you. That's so funny that you just that you just say I want to go exclusively by another name because I just I that just made me think. Oh yeah, Dre probably has a dead name, and I'm just like, <laughs> that's weird. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, <laughs> no, because you look like Dre. You're just Dre, right? That's so funny. Um, you look so much like yourself. You just, you exude yourself energy, you know, 100%. There's nothing about you that looks uncomfortable in your body. And 
I'm sure that there's times that you might feel uncomfortable in your body, but you don't seem uncomfortable in your body at all. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've, I it has been a long, long road, but um, and I'm still walking it. But yeah, yeah uh, the, the way that I feel in this body at this point in my life is is definitely the best <laughs> that I've ever felt in this body, um, and a lot of that it has to do with top surgery and a lot of that has to do with like you know the whole work around like decolonizing how we view our bodies and like Mm -hmm. stripping away what's imposed on us and like what are white ideals and what are made up gender ideals and what is um you know what have we learned by from a fat phobic world like all of these things and uh it's just been it's it's definitely um still a a growing edge but uh this is the body that i'm in right now i feel do you feel complete and you don't have to answer this do you feel like whole or do you feel like everyone every trans person has their own feeling but for you does it feel like a necessity to get bottom surgery to feel whole or do you feel like no i don't need that I definitely don't. I have no desire. <laughs> Good for you. I <laughs> love that you no, feel whole because you you like exude whole energy to me so much. Oh, this, this is very validating. It feels very good. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm glad because you totally do. Like I I love the energy you give off. Like it just it's it's very like attractive energy. It's like. I want to I want to know that person I want to talk to that person like I that person is magnetic and wonderful um thank you I have a trans sister in my queer house and her name's Tatiana and um she's someone that like it's so funny because she's really self-conscious about her voice and Mm -hmm. she like won't do karaoke and we're like we're our whole where family is like loves karaoke and we do karaoke all the time and she's super self-conscious about her voice even though her voice is like amazing and I'm like your voice sounds great I don't know why you're so self-conscious about it but she's also someone that I I can never believe she's self-conscious about anything because she she just exudes like whole energy all the time and you're another person like another trans person that I feel like it just exudes whole energy um so I'm I'm so glad that it you coming out was such an easy process for you because it's good to hear I think that it's good to hear that there are sometimes good stories. Mm-hmm. Cuz there's so many tragic stories. Right. It's nice to hear sometimes like a positive story where it's just like there are parents out there that are like, you know, in wearing P flag t shirts and and, <laughs> and and hitting tambourines for their kids. <laughs> it's nice to hear that too. Are you the t shirt parent or the tambourine parent? <laughs> they're the two types <laughs> the, of supportive parents. They're I they're, they're combined. I it sounds like your parents are the combined oh. parents. They're they have the t shirt and the tambourine. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're do, 
doing both. <laughs> um, so you live in Pennsylvania. Yes. What's the closest city to you? The closest is probably a tie between like Philadelphia and Baltimore. Oh. Yeah. You're close to Baltimore. I didn't realize that you were close to Baltimore. Okay. So, um, how is the, what's the queer scene like where you are? Like, um, you know, here the queer scene is very, it's kind of like there's something for everybody. Um, and it's really supportive. Like, I, I kind of joke that th- there's like the same $20 being passed around all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, there's like, we're always supporting each other with the same 20 bucks, like over and over mm-hmm, and over mm-hmm. again. Um, and without the queer scene here, there's no way that I would have even the moniker of success that I've had um, with like the shows that I've had or anything, the queer scene has supported me so much here and it's been incredible. Um, So like, and it's, I love like the old gay bars we have here. Like there's so many fun, like old, old gay bars with just like, senile old degenerates that are like have been in the have been like sitting in their same old chair for about 5,500 years and they're just like they've never left that chair and they're never going to leave that chair like like they'll they will cut you with a razor blade before they leave their chair like you know like there's so many of those um I I the gay scene in Seattle is pretty funny anyway so how is it there how is the gay scene there or the queer scene i should say not the gay scene because um that is one thing that my queer mom said was when she first came here um it was a gay scene not a queer scene and now it's a fully evolved queer scene so how is the queer scene there yeah i really do appreciate that distinction too there there's some gay space and there is some queer space and i think that you know this is a a small area isn't it by no means like philly or um or or pittsburgh or um even seattle right right this where i live is very small so it makes it very intimate and I think that that's a good word to describe the queer scene here it's like mm-hmm. most people know each other and are very close with one another and even if you don't really know somebody <clears throat> closely like you still know of them and I feel like there's this sense of like you know you see people out and um there's a, a, some community there right. and there is like the gay the gay scene which is like you know a couple of clubs and people go to dance to some shitty music and, <laughs> <laughs> and get drunk and like it's, that's fine it's cool if that's your thing um i'd say like the queer the queer scene is like a lot of artists like a lot of people creating things and um caring about causes and about community concerns that matter uh-huh. <laughs> um and uh yeah just definitely like rallying around 
like that that sense of community support especially lately um i'm feeling that a lot more um this year i feel like been been or as long as i've been here as an adult so like it's it's growing and changing and always developing and i'm hopeful that will create an even stronger sense of community here um and there's also there's also like different programs and like community services here in my area that just like don't really exist in other spaces like we there's definitely like whole community centers um that offer programming to literally the most marginalized folks in our in our communities Mm -hmm. um so like that is a special thing about about this area um but i want to see more of that kind of support outside of just like social services too right so yeah it's it's a it's a very small area but i think that there's heart here and there's a lot of people using their skills and their talent and their art and their voices um, for things for things that matter, <laughs> like really matter, and to support one another, like you talking about, like that twenty dollars really resonates, right? It's like yeah. the same twenty dollars that are like thrown at the the non-binary drag scene, um, right? Or right, right. Um, at the at the person who like just made all of these prints or all of these shirts or. Um, you know, all of these zines and then circulating it into the, you know, community center that just held TDOR or um, any sort of thing. So it's, it's, yeah, that's definitely how I would explain it. Um, are there, like, queer bars where you are or um, uh, would you say, like, what is the nightlife like? Like, how would you describe the nightlife? Is there a queer bar scene or um, is it just gay bars? Uh, It's definitely gay bars. Um, And too, there's like a, there's like a gay bar that's like more, it's like more frequented by young people. And there's, then there's a couple gay bars that are also like restaurants that are catering to like gay folks with money who are older. Um, And then there's like, a lesbian bar? There aren't, there aren't even like, lesbian bars. Oh, like there's, darn. there's like uh, certain like clubs or bars around here that will do, like, will let people host stuff there, like queer centered things there, like a party um, night so for like, lesbians or something like that. Uh, I would say like there's a couple um, groups who will do like uh, more inclusive drag shows. I'm like oh. that's. The, like what I know of like what's around here um yeah it's like we don't even have queer bars I love that I'm asking about the nightlife I'm making me sound like an alcoholic but I'm just <laughs> I'm just curious <laughs> um okay yeah yeah so I want to ask um about your dating life because you're um stunningly gorgeous and um yeah so all of the listeners if you haven't seen dre you need to go see dre um and because dre's looks like a supermodel um (laughs) 
there there are plenty of non-binary models on Instagram, non-binary people on Instagram that you can drool over. But if you haven't drooled over Dre yet, you need to go drool over Dre. There's, you know, Rain Dove and there's Laith Ashley and there's all kinds of trans people. But like Dre's in there with them. <laughs> And Dre posts plenty of their own thirst traps, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of their own thirst traps. Um, So you just go out about the town looking like you do, and like what happens? Like I, I don't understand how you just do that. I, if I look like you, I feel like I would first of all um, be the most arrogant person ever. Second of all, (laughs) I would be drowning in whatever genitals I wanted to be drowning in. (laughs) And third of all, I don't, I mean, uh, uh, what you, you, do you date? What do you do? I mean, come on. This is like, it's crazy talk. You're gorgeous. Oh gosh. Well, the idea of drowning in genitals uh, anything right now <laughs> the idea of drowning in genitals uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's CDC approved drowning in, in genitals um, no. Corona, it's not coronavirus approved right now but um <laughs> uh, um but, I mean, it's, it's a joke, I think, you know, uh, amongst my friend groups that, like, I'm a serial monogamist, so... That's outrageous um, to me. You have a lot of earth in your chart. That makes sense. Wait, right, right, right? Yeah. It is. It's a very earth-heavy chart. Right. Um, but I am uh, trying to keep it cool for a little bit, and I'm, I'm going to just gonna, like, do me for a while and, and and I really just have no desire to be like truly dating in like that kind of capacity like you go on dates and then you this expectation of like being committed or whatever right like that arrangement um what about hookups it, oh yeah that's fine okay all right <laughs> yeah just like casual stuff and like I, I'm okay with that but I feel like it's the the I mean, it's Pride Month. You don't even want to have a hot person summer? A hot what? A hot person summer? A hot person summer? I can have a hot person summer for sure. Okay. I'm just not going to... I'm just not, like, doing dating, which I think is, like, good for me to be single. Yeah. Right now. is like, important. feels good. And, like, is a point in my life where, where being single is, like, my ideal right yeah. now and doesn't feel like I don't feel like that stressed to be like well let me find a human to be in a relationship with but um yeah I wonder if we have a hot, a hot person summer hot cutie summer yeah <laughs> I like I was unpacking my stuff and I found my cut off shorts mm-hmm and my crop tops and yes <laughs> yes have a hot MV summer for sure I think that's perfect I I think that um I think that 
being single is good. I, 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 yeah. I, when, uh, one time I had a whole year where I was single and it was my best year of my life. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure my partner has something to say about that. Like, wasn't the best year when you met me? <laughs> um, sorry, honey. Um, anyway. <laughs> What about the year, what about the year when we first got married? Um, anyways, <laughs> being, no, the, it really was the best year of my life. I mean, I really got to know myself. I really got to like work on the things that um, I had going on and the issues that I had, traumas that I had, and I went to therapy mm-hmm. and I, you know, figured out my shit. And it's like when you figure out your shit, then you know how to be a better partner to someone in the future and isn't that the whole fucking point it's like how how can you be a good partner to someone if you are a goddamn mess I mean Mm -hmm. you got to figure out your own stuff. And so I think being single is great. And plus, it like I said, it's Pride Month and it's going to be summer. Why? It's not cuffing season. Don't don't tie yourself down. <laughs> cuffing season is the winter time. That's when you try to look for someone. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not all of that. All of that resonates. All of that resonates with like personal growth. Also, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> Exactly. It, this is personal growth time. It's where everything grows. It's summertime. You're planting the seeds. You're growing. It's great. Mm-hmm. I think it's perfect. Um, and if I looked like you, why would I settle down? <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to just like <laughs> make sure I have that one part of this <laughs> recording. You can just, just as a reminder. Yeah, yeah, it should be your morning mantra. If I look like me, why would I settle down? Put it in my bathroom mirror. If you really want to, like, fuck with people's minds and just trip them up, you could just whisper that to them before you leave. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you would literally blow their minds out of their skulls. They'd be like, did that really just happen? When someone's getting too clingy, just say that to them and then just leave. Just leave. You just say, when you look like me, why would you settle down? And just leave like a ghost. Just walk out backwards. Just whisper it and walk out backwards. And they'd just be like, what? It's kind of like Han Solo saying, I know. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The mood. Oh, man. That's, that's a whole vibe. That's just, yeah. It's, that's, yeah. You just fuck with people. They'd be like, oh, that was literally the most arrogant thing I think anyone's ever said to me. But I'm oddly more attracted to them. <laughs> I oddly want to text them more now. I don't know. What the fuck? <laughs> So, so, Dre, I, um, there is a conspiracy theory on Twitter about white people not washing their legs. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it has come to a head now. Um, I have been, (laughs) I have been polling my guests and, um, when this first came out, it was 
based on Ellen DeGeneres asking Taylor Swift if she washed her legs and Taylor Swift saying, I shave my legs and that's kind of like washing. And then Black Twitter doing a poll. Black Twitter, Black Twitter went haywire and they posted a poll asking white people if they washed their legs and 40% said no. <laughs> then Black Twitter went even crazier and there was opinion pieces. There was videos made about this. And now I am doing my own <laughs> poll to see if the conspiracy theory is true or not. Um, you are Chicano, but you could be white passing uh, in okay. some cases. Like me, apparently, because I just got white on my last ticket. So, oh. snaps to me. Um, I could live my best Caucasian life now. Um, <laughs> I might be able to get a loan in a bank, finally. Um, do you wash your legs, Dre? I do. In fact, wash my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Good to know. Um, I've been tracking this and two thirds of my uh, interviews so far are a no. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of people. It's a lot. Their legs. It is a lot. <laughs> I'm, are two thirds of the people you've interviewed white? Two thirds of white people is what I'm saying. Yes, two thirds of white oh, people. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> two thirds of my white interviews are no, they don't. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I, um, I'm tracking higher I'm than the. Uh, I'm trying. I'm tracking higher than the black uh, Twitter poll, actually. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if I just have sloppy interviews. <laughs> People really uh, trust you. <laughs> they, they trust me with their secrets. I'm the Barbara. Yeah. I'm the Barbara Walters of um, silly podcasts, as you can see. Um, I'm the Barbara Walters of nonsense podcasts, but uh, clearly people trust me, and they are fine telling me about not washing their legs. But um, it's. It's the conspiracy theory is seeming less like a conspiracy so far. Yeah, got the data. And yeah, I have data to back up. <laughs> I have data to back this up so far. So I'm glad to know that you wash your legs. I will um, mark that down in my journal. I'm keeping a journal like Lewis and Clark over here. Excellent. <laughs> yes. Dre, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. No problem. You're so awesome, and I appreciate you so much. And it's always You're nice. Awesome and I appreciate you. It's <laughs> awesome to have a conversation with a fellow, a fellow queer, and um, you know, it's uh, it's always it's always good to talk to you. You're you're hilarious, and I love your laugh. Your laugh is so adorable. Okay. I love making you laugh. Um, I love this interview. So much validation. Lots of compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Best interview I've ever had. <laughs> so, Dre, how do people find you? You can find me on Instagram. And that'll be the best way for folks to see my content. And then even perhaps if they'd like to get 
in contact with me via email, but my Instagram is OK, the letters O and K underscore Dre underscore. Okay, underscore Dre, underscore. And they can see your coffee, and they can see your thirst traps, and they yes. can um, get in contact with you. And also, you have a link to your um, art uh, Instagram, yes. too, there, too, right? Yes, I do. Okay, cool. Um, and if you want to get a hold of me with questions, comments, or concerns, even if you're being shady and you want to write to me and get in my comments and my DMs, slippity slide in my DMs, you can do that at Instagram at the Artsob, or you can email me at hello at the And I will get back to you. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.